podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just... The cat just cats. Cats cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad! Touchdown! Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Like give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, April 7th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here to start your Thursday morning. Nick Roush out on spring break, living it up, living large. Finally had a slight back and forth with him for the first time this week, and uh, it seems like he's having a good time. Justin Kalen, are you having a good time to start your Thursday morning? Now, be honest with us. Uh, so, so far, so good. I've only been awake for, what, 35 40 minutes now i i woke up late um i thought i thought we were in studio today so i i woke up late um but made it here on time i got I was able to get everything together and and put together and ready for the show so we're all good i'm ready to ready to roll glad it's thursday it's my last work day of the week if i include the radio i've only got to work a normal eight hours today so that's pretty exciting what's what's the difference in your setup and your prep time versus being in studio versus remote. Uh, so I in at home I've got when you all are at home I've got to set up my laptop and my microphone so open, and I've open got a, a laptop. Plug I just got to make take those things take twenty seconds. Well, so my laptop's always dead, so I got to make sure plugged in and and getting a charge uh, so uh, I can turn it on. Okay. First of all, that's that's first and foremost. So that that uh, adds another twenty seconds. Okay, so we're up to we're up to about forty seconds. 
Uh, it's it's more than that though. So I I I don't know. I just got to make sure all the settings are right. I got to make sure I've got all my music picked out. Um, there's there's lots that I do. Yeah, again, I was talking more just. But the I have to pick music out setup studio show. Exactly. I'm, I'm talking more specific differences between remote shows and home shows, but neither neither here nor there. Uh, we're, we're just glad to be on the air. We're glad to have Justin, our producer. I'm TJ Walker. We want to hear from you on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. And Thornton's, we tell you about them every day. Thornton's in the Louisville Urban League are excited to present a mega hiring fair and mega is in all caps so that's how big it is not only is the word mega wow a definition of large excessive huge i don't have it pulled up in front of me but i'm guessing it's something along those lines they want to emphasize (laughs) not only is it the word mega it's in all capital letters so we're talking big here we're talking big they're having a mega hiring fair they're featuring multiple employees looking to hire right now Hiring fair will take place on Thursday, April 14th. So that is a week from today. If you've been looking for your next new adventure, a week from today at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center at 3029 West Muhammad Ali. I've been down there. It's a nice facility. Come get out your come out from three to six. Bring your ID, bring a resume. And job fairs are sweet. You just kind of it's almost like you got the world in your hand. You get to see so many different options of different uh, places that may be interested in you. You may be interested in them. And you, it, it's th- this one's going to be huge. On-site interviews, job offers, management positions, and competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging between $15, $20 an hour, competitive benefit packages. Remember, bring that ID, bring your resume. And also, if you just show up, you got a chance to win a $50 gift card as well. And they're going to give away a ton of those. So maybe get there early, closer to three, because they only will have as many as supplies last. But show up, maybe get a sweet new job that starts with good pay, good benefits. And maybe you don't find the job that's meant for you. That's okay. You could get a $50 gift card just for your troubles. That's a week from today at Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali. Check it out a week from today. You're going to hear us talk more about that over the course of the next seven days. All right. And then, of course, stop by your Thornton's, get a donut, all that good stuff. Justin, it is Thursday. College basketball has been over for several days now, which uh, puts us kind of in this sports lull. But I woke up this morning, got a great night's sleep. Went to bed early, and honestly, I, you know, do I want to watch something? Do I want to read something? I thought to myself, I just kind of want to go to bed. One, I was tired, and two, I've got the master's itch, baby. I've got the master's itch. Earlier in the week, I was calling it one of the most overrated sporting events of all time. <laughs> Went to bed early Wednesday night with the mindset of, hey, at least when I wake up, it's master's day, baby. And I have just been super pumped for it and I, I i'm not i'm not coming i'm not going to eat any crow i'm not going to say i was wrong by calling the masters overrated i'm in the process right now of downloading my masters app so text her on the thornton's text line i'm going to be able to watch like 60 percent of the shots i'm going to download the app i would be able to watch about zero percent of the shots but i now i'm up to about 60 no big deal but justin i i did the 
all right, I'm calling it overrated. What can I do to make myself more interested in this event? What do you think I did? Uh, you placed bets. Yeah, exactly. That's all you got to yeah. do. <laughs> Anytime, if you, and honestly, I think that's probably, I'm usually a big, I don't really bet in the summer. One, because I, I don't, I, I'm not very good at baseball. I can do okay in the NBA playoffs, but I shouldn't because I don't watch the NBA, but I do, I mean, I do okay. Not, not great, but maybe that's the, that is the secret. The summer is just eventually, you know, picking maybe like a game or two games a weekend and making them out to be a big deal just because I'll put more bets on them. But of course this is the masters. It is one of golf golf's top four events. Uh, maybe top five if you throw it up in the Ryder Cup, but it's definitely not the worst major either. So it's one of golf's top three events, even if I do call it a little overrated, mainly because they just don't show all the shots, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yes, putting money on it is going to help. I'm very excited. I've got I've got my golfers. I've picked a winner. I'm, I'm in different DraftKings leagues. I'm going to do horrible in them because I always do. But I'm I'm loaded up. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to watch. And then when's the first actual tee off? Eight o'clock, somewhere around there. So we got to be getting close. It'll it'll probably happen while we're on the air with you this morning. But yeah, juiced up, Justin. I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Yeah, I too am excited. I'm not as excited because I don't think I got near as much sleep as you. Um, but as the day goes on and, and when I get off work tonight, I'll be really to sit down and watch some of it. And, and most most importantly, to see Tiger, I'm really happy he's playing. I don't have any expectations for him, but it is really cool that he's going to be there. So I'm so stoked for that. And that means that Charlie did not get me on April Fool's Day. So did not well, get got uh, by a 12-year-old. You're very concerned about the getting got. Uh, that's been on your mind heavily. By the way, eight, and 8.30 is the first tip, by the way. Okay, so while we're on the air, 8.30, they'll get it started away. It is kind of strange being like, we're excited for the Masters, Justin. We're pumped up for it. But by the time it ends, it'll be Sunday evening, and we'll be getting we're, we'll be gearing back up to for another full work week. Yikes. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it, you, you can't look at it like that. I mean, that you're skipping four days. You've got four days of great golf ahead. I, and I, as I have said, I'm excited about those four days. It is just kind of funny, though, like the event that we're all super pumped up for. It is to see the conclusion of the event, or at least see the champion of the event. We are somewhat just going to blaze right through this weekend. That's fine. The weather looks not great, or at least on Saturday, really, really bad. Sunday looks a little bit better, but I've, all right. I guess if I've got to stay inside and watch golf all day, twist my arm, <laughs> that's what I've got to do. That is one thing that, like, going back, go on. I was just going to say, get some cold ones ready. Yeah, nothing nothing wrong with that, absolutely. Uh, but that is one thing about the Masters I've always found interesting, is it seems like at least maybe it's with my friend group or potentially just with my family. And then, of course, there is a, a, a backside to this take that I, I would be, my self-awareness would be pretty important to not at least admin, mention it. But it is funny during Masters how many people want to go golf. Because, like, yeah. shouldn't you want to go watch the, the Masters? Any, any major. 
Yeah, sure. It's right. any, it's any golf event. But yeah. there's some but there's something to be said though, because it's not just the Masters. It's okay. Hey, I'm I can be pretty good at golf. Let's go do it. Internet issue. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just maybe you've got you're so excited about the just watching golf. Golf's on your brain so much. You you should think that you should play it. Yeah. But also with in part with the Masters is. The weather is also usually nice. Louisville. Yeah. The exception this year, Louisville, but not, generally the weather yeah, starts to year. turn. But like, yeah, well, not uh, sure. But it, it's a, it's a, I've always found that interesting. Like, oh, I'm super excited for this event, but also I'm not going to watch because I want to go do the things that we're doing. It'd be like going and playing baseball during game seven of the World Series to some degree or <laughs> during the Super Bowl going out and playing a pickup game. Now, the difference is golf is four days. Most of the time people aren't Sunday afternoon at four o'clock going and and teeing it up, but some people do. And also a good way to maybe get the course to yourself a little bit more, but uh, it starts here in just a little over an hour. Justin, who is your who's your winner? Oh man, um, you know I've, I haven't put too much thought into my winner, but I I was telling you yesterday I like Daniel Berger a lot, uh, but I'm I'd have to, I have to go with the guy Brooks Kepka. Give me Kepka. Give me Kepka. What any reason why? Just or is just that's that's your pick and you're sticking with it? Yeah, no, no reason. That that's my pick. Sticking with it. Okay. I, 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 mean, like I just Kepka typically plays pretty good golf in the majors. I, I think that is maybe why I'm leaning him. Um, he's over the whole DeChambeau beef, so that he doesn't have that way in the back of his mind. I think I think he's ready to win. I like it. All right, I'm, I'm all I'm all for that. Uh, I'm going Xander Shoffley. I'm going Shoffley gets the green jacket. Ooh, I, I threw some, I threw some money on several d- different golfers, but uh, I'm always I, I think I'm going to always just bet Justin Thomas and majors just because that I root for him anyways. And two, if he wins, that'll be that'll be fun. And three, he's really good, so he'll probably do to get hot and go on a little major role, I would think, if not the, this season, probably in the near future. So, all right, I'll go Xander with my pick, and we'll see. We'll see who comes out. I'm, I'm pumped. It's uh, work productivity. Like it's not individually tournament bad, but it's also not – a lot of people aren't working. Is there any way at the hotel you're going to get to be able to see a shot here or there? Can you at least put your oh, phone absolutely. on the Masters? App? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. no question. That's what I did yesterday for a lot of the par three contest. Oh, you were, uh, I didn't see, was it you that was saying you love the par three contest? Yeah, but I didn't watch near as much of it as I typically do. So that was pretty disappointing. See, I, I just can't watch something that like the contestants themselves don't care about. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Like you saw Gary player. He's 86 years old. Dude nearly hit a hole in one. Like that's awesome. That is odd. I guess that aspect of it's pretty cool. But like, what what's the format? I've only seen, I mean, I've watched it, but it always just seems like it's highlights. They just, but I guess each one is just a par three shot, so they're all technically highlights. Right, right. They so they the actually do show a lot of shots. Okay, so it's it's nine holes is what they play. 
would you ever want the chance to go out oh. there and be a part of it? Uh, yes. However, I would get my butt kicked. Actually, no, I, I can't say that. I'm actually pretty decent on par three. So I, I'd probably go like two over, three over. I'd be okay with that. You think you think you did the nine hole par three course? You'd go two or three over. Yeah, you know you still. I bet you. I would bet you any amount of money on that. Give me give me thirty five minutes of putting practice on the putting green, and yeah, I, no no question, two or three over. I'd give you three. You, I'd give you three over. Uh, nice guy, I suppose. There's no chance. Yes, sir. Let's make it happen. Call your guy. Call your people. Well, the the real winner would be you getting to play the par three course at Augusta. Exactly. Would this par three, I'm not would this plus three par three, like, you know, Seneca's got a little par three. You know, there's a little par three courses throughout Louisville. Could we do that there? Mm-hmm. Sure. So you, yeah. you would finish Whenever no you want. worse than plus three at a par three course no question. in Louisville? No question. Uh, okay. Well, we got to make it. Texters, listeners, KRC listeners, we got to make this happen. There's no way. you. I mean, if what if you just got, what if you hit a really bad shot and you got a six on that, hole? But, okay, first of all, I hit really bad shots all the time. So I am okay. what I, I would consider a pretty damn, what I would be what I would consider to be a pretty damn good scramble golfer because I hit so many bad shots. So I, I, I know how to scramble and get back to where I need to be. Uh, I'm really, really good around the green. That's by far the best aspect of my game. So if I even mean by a little bit, I'll be able to chip it up real, real close to the hole. And probably, I'd probably get four or five pars if we're being honest. Maybe, maybe luck into well, a birdie. Yeah, no, no question. Plus three is is the highest I would shoot. Yeah, there's there's no chance. And I let's I do it. Look forward. I'm in. I'm, I'm, in. I'm I'm fine with it. I'll. I'll even pay for your round, but if I win the bet, you got wow. bet gets included back in on whatever bet we make. So uh, all you got to do is show up, and if you do it, you'll get extra money. If you don't do it, then you'll have to pay back the round and an additional lump fee uh, for your time and, and effort and energy. I would say yeah. – deal. Yeah, you, I mean, there's no chance. I, I have, I have zero, zero confidence in you to be. That is unbelievable that it. you do not believe. Not at all. Now I feel great. I, mean, I would, it, I would honestly feel good probably going up to like a plus six. You would, you would if bogey being, more holes than you would par at least. No way, it, 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 TJ. If we're being honest, if I take my golf cards from my last four rounds, so sixteen par threes, I bet I am maybe six over. Maybe in my last 16 okay. holes of, of par three. That's, that's my best great. hole. I mean, that's it's always been the short hole. It's the hole I've known I had to take advantage of my whole life because I don't hit the ball very far. And that's the one hole where I have an advantage and can beat the course. So I, I'm pretty, pretty solid at par threes. That's great to hear. I, I and I totally believe you. I just, uh, I'm ready. Augusta, you got me fired up now. I was, Augusta, not, I was not fired up coming in, but now I'm fired up. At Augusta, especially the part three course, I mean, there is no way in hell that you would shoot three over or anywhere below that number. And then I feel confident at even kind of a not great 
course in town, you being able to do it. Maybe one of the maybe one of the golf card courses have a par three course. I don't know off the top of my head if they do. Now that wouldn't be a crappy one. I bet that one would be really nice. So they do not have a par three course, but that would okay. be really awesome. I didn't, but there are head, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of one of them that did, but I haven't played all of them. Yeah, well, you need to do that. There's there's five really good courses on the card. You've of course got Christmas Lake and Santa Claus, Indiana, Old Capitol. Chariot Run, Valley View, and Jeffersonville Elks, all under $25 around. BigExportsRadio.com. Yeah, but if they had a par three course, I'm in. I'm in. But I'll, 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 I promise you, TJ, any course around here, I will shoot at the highest three over on a par three course. At Augusta, I'm a little more shaky on it. I don't know that I would truly believe that I could do that. But any course around here, no question. Okay, we'll find out. It'll be a good time. I look forward to it and wish you well. Maybe we can get a few hecklers out there. We can get some of the we can get some oh, roll in. calls. Going. Uh, you could feed off the energy potentially. Absolutely. Or you could crumble under the pressure. No. Either way. Not me. I don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> fell apart on that back nine in the scramble. I was hammered. Were you? What do you want? How? Are you, 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 you going to drink during this par three tournament? Mm, if money's on the line, maybe not. Okay. All right. Well, we'll maybe we'll have to have somebody bribe you. All right. Text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. A college basketball name that I haven't seen talked a lot about, but maybe I also have just missed it in the transfer portal for what it's worth. Uh, something, a player that I, I like and I want to I want to bring up and talk about. We need to talk some spring football at some point. Roush is our football guy, but I will gladly put on a brave face and talk spring football. I do like spring football. Wow. You got the spring game this Saturday. We do need to discuss it. Um, I'm just not as big as a football dork as Roush is in terms of all the small updates. But that's what that's why we we put on a good show for you all when we're at full strength here and uh, good yin and yang. But instead, we can have Justin think that he can shoot three over at Augusta's par three course. And instead, that makes amazing radio also. So we'll come back to the amazing radio. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Justin's delay is going to drive me crazy. 
Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Roll, roll call. call. No roll call from you, Justin? I got you. You just got to show a little patience, okay? Just display a little patience, pal. But that's uh, there's a time there's a timing aspect to it. You just don't you don't just roll you don't roll call. Well, <laughs> I don't throw do I don't, I don't do this every day. You know I, I I I'm still getting the feel of when to throw in the roll call, how long to do it. You know I, there's there's it's it's an art really. It really is. So sorry. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell Roush that. I wouldn't. Oh, I'd, I'd, no, yeah, I. Yeah, I need to give him a big hat. Would never tell Roush that. No. Wonder what his favorite. What do you think his favorite beach activity would be, Justin? Uh, sitting in the sand drinking beer. I don't know. I can. No, I, I could. He would be much more. He'd be much more active. I could see Roush being a big, uh, hey, Duke, let's go build a sandcastle type of dad and then just building this massive sandcastle that the rest of the beach notices. I could see that. That's a, that's a, I, I agree with that. Uh, or just, sorry, sorry, heard, 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 thought I heard the alarm going off instead of oh. just being turned on. Baby's heading to daycare. Yeah, that was what I was doing during most of that commercial break, the new, dad life getting the baby ready for daycare but all all well yeah i could totally see that just going way overboard with it i uh, could see him being very aggressive shouting out demands shouting out orders hey do this do that i uh, could see that being part of it as well so yeah i'm i'm right there with you, or, you but know at those, the end of the day he's at the beach and we're not you so. you know those like paddle boards that have the velcro on them and they have the ball that sticks to them i could also see roush being a big big one of those guys you know, yeah, I wonder what the name of that game is. I, I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. The, the cool. Velcro ball just sticks to the little things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I have no uh, idea the, the name. Do you have a good time doing that? <laughs> no, it's, that was pretty lame. I, I would have much rather thrown baseball back in my day. If you had a good, if it could actually stick to it, it could be kind of cool because it's basically like you were Spider-Man and it just would <laughs> stick true. to your hands, you know? But uh, sometimes, most of the time, the ball stunk or would get wet and wouldn't work or something. <laughs> uh, but at least he's at an actual beach. He didn't go to the beaches of Indiana, Justin. He's True. at the. He's actually looking out to the Gulf of Mexico. He's getting days off work, deserved days off work, and getting to spend time with his kid, his family, and all that good stuff. So he good for him. Hope he's enjoying it. And uh, we 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 missed the the football side of things. Yeah. We haven't gotten as much of that, but we'll talk. Talk a little football as the show goes on. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Anytime the show is down, a man, the Thornton's text line steps up in a big way. They they become the third, the third host on the show. So always, always big of the text line in that regard. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. I want to talk a little drama first. Did you see the did you see the Twitter beef last night between Aaron Torres and Kyle Tucker? No, let's hear it. I'm ready. Do you follow either one of those guys? I don't believe so, no. I, I follow... Well, that's probably why you didn't see it. Yeah, that's probably why. But, well, still, I, f- I follow a lot of Kentucky guys. So, typically when there's something like that, one it gets retweeted or somebody will comment where I can see it. 
Typically, I will see stuff like that, but I was I had a pretty busy night at work, so I didn't didn't spend a lot of time on the tweeter. Who's your favorite Kentucky follow that isn't associated with KRC or a guest of KRC? Uh, who? I well, I I was gonna say Big Blue Drew, but so I'm gonna say Big Blue Drew because he He's has not he has not been a guest yet on when I've been on the show. So I I don't believe that he hasn't. We have not had Big Blue Drew once since I joined uh, KRC. Well, I think he's going to be on tomorrow for what it's worth. Oh, okay. I think we'll be in the studio with him tomorrow. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, but that's crazy. I, I know it's been a little bit, but I figured at least for like an hour here, maybe a segment at one point nope. or something like that. Never. He would have He would have had to been on. I, he's not eligible, though. So somebody else. Uh, Larry Vaught. <laughs> oh, you're, you, you, you're a big fan of Larry Vaught. <laughs> he posts a lot of obscure things that – Really, a lot of people don't post. So, yeah, I, I tend to enjoy Larry. Well, you're you're a big supporter of women. And I actually do mean this, of women's athletics. And yeah. Larry is as well. Yeah. So I could see why you kind of like the – because he'll, he'll, cover, he'll cover cheerleading, gymnastics. And Kentucky's got a great gymnastics team, by the way. And great cheerleaders for what it's worth as well. But yeah, so I, I he, but he, you know, he'll cover, he'll cover all of it. And yeah. so I could, I could see you liking that. All right. Well, uh, Larry would, I'm sure he, he would feel nice to hear you say that. So, <laughs> okay. I, I was just curious. Anyways, Kyle Tucker, Aaron Torres. I feel like I was having deja vu when I was setting that up that they were in a Twitter beef because they've gotten into one before. But hot take Torres, hot take Tucker. They were, I, uh, I don't really know what the back and forth was this time. It, Kyle took a Aaron Torres and JJ Redick. I think Aaron Torres criticized the NBA. JJ Redick was like, "These college basketball people don't know anything. The NBA is so good; it just looks like they're not playing defense. You all are clueless." And NBA Twitter and even like college basketball writers who don't like Aaron Torres, they all went crazy and they were like ah yeah look at that that's great and then later on jj reddick was doing like a podcast interview or something and i guess he brought it up or alluded to it or was calling people goobers and whatnot and kyle tucker quote tweeted that and said this is about aaron torres and it's hilarious and torres was <laughs> like all right you blocked me and you're still talking trash and then I think Kyle went on to tweet something along the lines of like, don't be an ass or, or be nice or, or you get blocked or something like that. So then Aaron was like, Oh my goodness gracious. He's, he's doing, he, he's saying be nice, but he's the one that's talking bleep. <laughs> and then he blocks people. So just more of the same, really. <laughs> Why can't I swear we... I think we had this exact same Twitter fight like eight months ago. Oh, why can't we just leave each other alone online? Like people have different com or different opinions than you, and that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Justin. If if the if the world was more us three out there, it'd be at least, if nothing else, would it be a little dumber? Yeah, it'd be a little dumber. <laughs> would it be nicer? It'd be a lot nicer. Yeah, for at sure. worst, somebody would get called a dingus, and then they'd get like hugged on, and life would go on. But well, dingus would become a term of endearment, though, because it kind of already has here. Exactly. 
Well, it hasn't. I mean, it's just the way I guess people look at it. I suppose. <laughs> like you get called a goober and like you'd be like, oh, OK, you called me a goober. Oh, well, you know, that'd be like the worst of it. Yeah, that's fine. My, but my, everybody be nice for the most part. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a friendly world. Life will go on if someone's mean to you or says something you don't agree with. I promise. That's true. Uh, but on the flip side, you don't also need to say anything mean to people, right? No, no, absolutely not. Unless it's in a joking manner, yeah, then it's acceptable. That, uh, that was a uh, that was an interesting that was an interesting back and forth. Okay, do you want to hear about this name that I haven't seen talked about a lot? Yes, maybe maybe it's been out there and I just haven't seen it. And I probably should have done this during the break, Justin, but I'm going to do a quick Twitter search just to see if it has been, you know, this is horrible radio, but uh, I, just to see if like any UK person has discussed this person, it's, just to see if I'm like literally living in La La Land. It's not Ngabako. Okay. People have been talking. Okay. About. Who's n- no. Ngabako. No. Um, we will talk. Him. We we will talk him though. Looks like he's going to go to Duke, and that just sucks. That just sucks, and that really doesn't make me doesn't make me happy. Those are just the players UK needs to get, and seems like fewer and further between uh, they get. And you brought in this new staff that's supposed to be able to get them more consistently. I'm not panicking, not freaking out, disappointed, but I'll wait till that final decision comes down the horn before crying over spilled milk. A uh, no, but but does seem like Duke for for him. That's Friday night. He's committing, by the way. That is news. I was going to bring that up. Maybe this has just covered it. All right, UK people have talked about this guy, and I just missed it. Um, no chart, Omir. Omar. You know how we are with names. Omir Mar. He is. What's that? Omir or Omar. What is it? I think, I, I, I don't know. O-M-I-E-R. I'm going but at Arkansas. He played Omer. at Arkansas State. Pretty much anybody who's anybody is on him, including Kentucky. UK, I think, has already conducted some, I think the entire staff has spoken with him, if I'm led to believe that's correct. He averaged 18 and 12 on 63% shooting. Wow. Which is good. I know. All around the rim. Has to be. For Arkansas, for, for Arkansas State. Arkansas State was 18 and 11. They were middle of the Sun Belt. But he had, you know, in a conference tournament game, he had 35 and 13. Six foot seven, 230 pounds. He's from Nicaragua. I want him, folks. I've, he, I've, wa- I've watched like three of his highlight videos. I'm an expert basically at that rate. My only question is, I don't know what. It's, it's some small ball. I don't you. I don't know what this the addition of this player would mean for a Jacob Toppin. I don't know what it would mean for, heck, even really a Damian Collins, assuming Oscar would come back. And I do think he comes back, but not 100% sure about that. 
Supposedly, UK is their entire staff has met with Broom as well. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. And like I said, what was it, Justin? Was it yesterday that I said I'm about a week away from starting to get maybe like slightly nervous? Yeah. I, that that is still tracking. That is still tracking. I'm about a week away from starting. Just because, all right, you you bring. I, I think Oscar's coming back. I want that, or maybe I'm just I'm, I'm at the point where I've optimistically started to take that as reality. When maybe it's more up in the air than I I want to believe. I mean, earlier this week I was saying I thought he was going to go, and that I explained was strictly because he raked in every single award out there. And it's very rare to have, almost impossible, to have somebody that brings in every award come back to college. You just don't generally see it. Also, people are confident about the nil stuff with him. Why? Nobody knows. It's a mystery. It's a, it, This will go down in Mac Pilgrim's A Beast, UK lore of things we don't know, but we're just going to believe them. So I'm just going to believe that Bill stuff's going to get figured out, and I'm just going to believe he's coming back. And if that's the case, is UK running off Lance Ware? And if so, I, I don't really mind if, if you're bringing in better players, but are you going to bring in Broom and he's going to play Lance Ware minutes? Because I couldn't imagine he'd be okay with that. So it's all, it's really tough to sort out. And not to pat my own butt, but I generally think I'm okay at figuring that stuff out or at least having an idea of how it's going to unfold. My idea of how this is going to unfold would be Toppin would be back. Collins has already announced that he's going to be back. I like Hopkins, but it seems like he's going to be gone. Brooks, I bet, is gone. I would think Oscar would come back. You're bringing in Livingston, who is a kind of a muscle guy. He can play out on the perimeter, but he can play – he can be he can go inside and go get some tough rebounds, or he can defend on the block and do okay. But maybe UK generally genuinely thinks he's gonna be more of a wing and he's gonna be more maybe a two even. He wants to be a two. I don't buy it, but maybe that's what they're thinking. Because it's a lot of bodies, and you're still going after this guy, you're going after that guy. Again, we've explained just because they're talking to somebody doesn't mean they necessarily want him, they just want to keep up with the recruitment just in case they do need them. But go having your entire staff and trying to get Broom onto campus as soon as possible, if you're to believe some of the quotes that are out there, I think it was David Sisk, Cats Illustrated, and David's great dude. If I'm wrong and it wasn't David, then hand up. But I think he said that UK told him, we want you. We want you as soon as you want to commit, come check us out. And he said, I am going to visit UK. So that seems like things are moving pretty serious. Or maybe it truly is Oscar will go and they just, they know they need as much help in the front court as possible. So, hey, you get Broom, he's a big body. You could get this Omir fella from Arkansas State. He's a, he's a great rebounder. He's a little undersized, but he's a good rebounder. He wouldn't play the five. Then Livingston, he's got, you know, he's got muscle. What's that? He wouldn't play the five. Omir. He could. At six seven, you're gonna you're gonna put a six seven guy at, at the five for Kentucky. Not a chance. Let me tell you about this 
fella named Chuck Hayes. Justin okay, that, that that's a great. You ever heard of him? Yeah, that's a that's a great comparison. But he he was still wasn't he like six eight? I mean, I know it's only an inch, but he was actually six six. Really? Okay. He was the shortest starting NBA center in the modern era. He's he started a few games for the Rockets at center. Yeah, it's it was wild. Yeah. It was crazy. No, you wouldn't want this guy to be your permanent five. No, I agree with you. Not that's not. You're gonna have you're gonna have some issues if that's the case. You could be okay, I think. I mean, if your talents all everywhere else is great, and you could cause some matchup issues yourself. But no, I agree with you. You will, but I think in a pinch, I sure yeah. if. And again, I'm I've only watched tape on him, and that I, I would trust somebody's maybe opinion. That, that watched or covered Arkansas State a little bit more. And I'm going to probably spend some chunk today reading more stuff about him, learning more about him, because I'm intrigued. Uh, he'll, he'll be a good player wherever he ends up, and it's almost like I'd rather him be at UK so you don't have to worry about him on another title contending team because uh, he could end up going to like an Auburn or Tennessee mm-hmm. or, or even, I don't know, a, Seems like Duke's doing okay, but he he's going to get his choice of where he's going to want to go. So uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, there's an in-conference team, Georgia, Florida. Indiana has reached out to him, Scoots, LSU, uh, Auburn. Arkansas got listed twice on this list that I'm looking at. <laughs> South Carolina's in-conference, but I doubt he'd go there. So we'll see. So we'll see. A new name to to keep an eye on. And TJ tries to sort out the madness, but struggles too because at one moment they really weren't going after a lot of big guys, and then now they're looking more at rebounders. That's got you worried. Make that what you will. Yeah, and Broom's more than just a rebounder, but he's a big body. And so. How tall is Broom? I'm not sure. He's 6'11". Oh, that real big body. Yeah, this this UK team, while you had the national player of the year, it didn't have your normal John Calipari seven-footer. And he normally has those guys. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that this this year. But seems like he'll want to get back to that. Collins is seven-foot, isn't he? By bringing in. Yeah, but he hardly played. Yeah. But you're expecting a bigger role out of him next year, right? Yeah, and that's another thing. That's why the the going after or reaching out to these bigs is so confusing to me is that, like, aren't you – Collins has already said he's coming back, and Collins is super intriguing to me. If Kentucky had just Collins and Oscar next year on the front court and, like, let's say Lance Ware was – back as well like there's your bench player I, i'd be a little concerned about depth but i'd be super excited about like forcing collins into a role because he is the type of big that calipari generally does really well with he having a rim protector can cover a lot of flaws and i think damian collins when it clicks for him he could be one of the elite rim protectors in college basketball if he was given enough minutes and he was given a role that allowed that so if if it was just Oscar and Damian, I'd be like, I, you know, again, I'd have some depth issues. Also, I don't know if I'd love Damian as the exclusive stretch four, but 
Oscar has shown a little bit of range, so you could kind of get interesting with that. But just from his defensive ability, absolutely. I'm super pumped to see that. That's why all this is so mushed up in my brain is because, all right, Collins announced he's coming back. You would think Ware is coming back because he just seems happy that's been the narrative. Oscar, again, maybe he's maybe in hindsight we just look back and we feel dumb forever in expecting him to return but mock drafts aren't kind to him those that I doubt that changes he'll probably test the water and do that sort of stuff but we'll see and then you're going after different rebounders you're going after different big guys I guess we should just automatically assume. I mean, again, I think the assumption is Hopkins is gonna is going to go, so we should just automatically assume that. I suppose it's tough to it's tough to figure out because you bring in more big bodies, these guys aren't going to be coming in expecting to just totally ride the bench. I don't. I, I mean, some may be okay with a limited role, but I don't think getting four, five, six minutes a game is what they're thinking. So then, are you going to do that again to Collins? Because I can't imagine. He thinks that's the plan. So it is confusing. And and I'm glad you brought up Collins because he is part of the equation for sure. He, yeah. he doesn't get talked about nearly enough as is. And people have already even forgotten that he's announced he's returning. So so I agree with you. I on don't the, know. Help me out. I agree with you on the whole Oscar Damian Collins coming back. I, I That would be a, a great sight to see for Kentucky. But the one part I disagree I don't think I want Lance Ware in that equation. If if they bring in two more big guys and Lance isn't in the equation, I'm as a Kentucky fan, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I was mostly just using that as like, hey, you do have a backup, yeah. and it's Lance Ware. Because I think if we were to go back two months ago, and if we'd say, hey, do we think Lance Ware will be at UK for the 2022-2023 season? I think most people would have said yes, just because he seemed happy. He would get decent minutes and he'd go in and he'd play hard and, you know, he'd be the scrappy player. So I, I, I was just using him as like a backup example because um, you wouldn't want to just have two guys by themselves, although sometimes that happens. Yep. It's happened to Kentucky before. You didn't really have a backup five besides Nick Richards, but luckily Nick Richards stepped up to the plate. I think Damien Collins could step up to the plate. But UK seemingly wants to have six bigs. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to shake out. What I My guess is if like I just had to come up with a conclusion in my brain of what's going on is I think the interest to the bigs isn't as serious as, at least not at this point. And watch UK get a commitment from one of these guys like tomorrow. <laughs> Knowing my luck, that's probably what's going to happen. But my guess is it's more arm's length away with this interest than UK desperately trying to get one of these guys. Because again, we don't know who else is potentially going to be out there. If I, 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 I could be mistaken about this, but I think Olivier Saar waited several weeks after Wake Forest's season came to a close, like several, several weeks before he even announced that he was transferring. You could hear some different names, some bigger names, but it's really tough to navigate, as I've expressed now, like 13 different times on this radio station. It's tough. Do you go all in with this person? Do you wait to see what else is out there? Do you kind of try to slow play, but keep an eye on when their timetable of commitment is? All that stuff is tough in its own right. 
But then Kentucky, almost as much as any other team in the country, has roster in-house shakeups of guys going to the league, potentially transferring to go get more minutes or a bigger role elsewhere. So you mix the in-house stuff with the out-of-house craziness of do you go all in? It's it's just like any other radio show in town or nationally in the entire universe. You got to compare it to dating, but it it's like that. It's probably I'm lucky enough where I haven't had a date in my 30s, but while I think it'd be pretty difficult. Like, all right, this person's got some baggage, but they make me happy. Do I do I do I settle down with them? Do I? I don't know. I, I, you know what? Actually, I'm going to just roll the dice and see what else is out there. And then, boom, like two years later, you're still single. Everything in radio has got to come. Sports radio has to come back to a real life dating example somehow. <laughs> so uh, it's tough. It's really tough to figure out. I'm not sure what UK's play is. I think it could be so much simpler if they knew exactly who was coming back and who wasn't coming back. Maybe they know that. But if they know that, why hasn't that stuff come now? Why hasn't that, like, we all think and know there's a feel that Bryce Hopkins is going to transfer. And by the way, if Hopkins came back to UK, I'd be excited about that. I like Hopkins. He's going to be one of those players that we see stat lines wherever he ends up going, and it's going to, we're going to wonder what if. Uh, so if Hopkins did come back to UK, I would like that. And wherever he ends up, I, I like Hopkins. I'm going to be following along, and I bet you he does pretty well. But, like, why aren't these things being announced, at least from the U.K. side? Obviously, if U.K. wanted to push for a commitment, maybe they can do that. That's always a risky strategy. But for the most part, the transfer portal, those players are taking their own time. They're doing their own thing. They may take their own visits. The in-house stuff, how much time do people need to say, like, yes, I'm going to test the NBA draft waters? Or, yes, I know that I'm going to transfer. Thanks for having me. Or even just, I may transfer, just so you all know. like maybe be looking out for an option for me. I'll let you all know in a couple of weeks or no, I'm happy here. I want to, do you want me back? Cause I want to be here. I want to stay. I, I don't know why this takes so much time, Justin. Well, and we talked about it yesterday a little bit, but there, there almost needs to be a timeline for all this stuff. Like, a timeline for players to make their decisions, a time, a timeline or a timeline for players to announce a timeline for players to make their decision. A time, like if we just had a time frame for all this, it would make it just better overall. I think, I mean, you, you, we'd, we'd have a better understanding of how it all goes. Cause now you're right. It is kind of, it's all confusing. You, you're waiting and waiting and waiting to hear all this stuff and you never do. And then you eventually it's, it's madness. And this is why I was against it in the first place. I mean, I, I know I'm always the old man, get off my lawn curmudgeon when it comes to change in college basketball, but this is exactly why I didn't want it. I, I hate free agency in college basketball. Well, I've really enjoyed the first part of your take. You lost a little bit of steam at I the did. end and kind of veered off. I'm talking more about in-house player decisions of what they're going to do. So they had really nothing to do with the transfer portal with at least that that take. Well, it was it was just an old, a whole overall point. Like I, I think that's a trickle down effect. If if players let staff know of their decisions and schools, and, and if everybody, it comes down to communication. If if everybody is communicating with one another, then this whole process just becomes more clean, in my opinion. Yeah, and and you could make a case 
that, hey, players have to figure it out. They've got to do their own research. It's a big decision to transfer, and they, they you may not know what's out there, so you got to kind of put out feelers of who may want you and who may not want you. And I, I get all that, but, like, Kentucky season's been over for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't know what you're going to do yet? How, like seriously, how, how much? Yeah, exactly. And like you could say, well, there's conversations that need to be. Well, what are you waiting for? We got to kind of see what some other folks do. Well, then have those conversations with those folks. Yeah. Like you know, I and it is for it's a totally selfish fan take of of just wanting to figure it out. It it will sort itself out, but transfers are committing in the portal. It's happening and more will do such as time goes on. So you don't know if you need to go all in on somebody. It's, it's really, it's really hard to figure out. And I would just think at least at a minimum, the players within the program could notify the program, their intentions. Sure. And it only happened with a few people, which is weird, which is strange, even like severe Wheeler, you know, and Ty Ty officially went yesterday. We all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And best of luck to him. Hour one done. Hour two coming up. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, call. Justin Kalen. We will be back. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Caitlin. Nick Roush is out this week, but he will be back next week. Better than ever. Tanner than ever. Does he put sunscreen on his head, yes. Justin Caleb? Yes, 100%. No question. I would I would say yes, but I bet he wears a hat the majority of the oh, time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, there's, there's no question. He's, got, I mean, he's got, a hat guy. You got to wear a hat when you're on the beach or when you're in the sun. Hats are an absolute must. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. But I have light hair. But you also don't, you don't wear a hat when you golf. Typically. Uh, well, I'm about 50-50. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. It depends on, honestly, this is going to sound really douchey, but it depends on how sunny it is because I like the sun to get in my hair and make it a little lighter in the summer. There's that. Wow, I was wondering, like, there's no way you could have a take that's going to sound douchey here. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But then, sure enough, you did. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yep. <laughs> you want your hair to be a little lighter, Justin? Yeah, it, it gets pretty blonde in the summertime. So the more sun it gets, the more light it gets. I, I just, I don't know. I like it. I've always had light hair growing up. And so now that I'm getting older, it's turning darker. And I'm really trying to hang on to what little blonde I do have left. 
But yeah. Hmm. Well, whatever makes you happy, I guess. I mean, I guess that makes me happy. Yeah. Having blonde hair in the summertime, that means it's been sunny and, and nice. So yeah, makes me super happy. Yeah, I just think it I just think it's a it's it's a must. Keep the sun out of your eyes, keep your head from getting burnt or whatever else can happen to your head. Uh, yeah, a hat's a must, but sure. We can you're you're entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> I do want to remind folks that you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call seven to nine Monday through Friday on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. And you can text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, any time of the day. So our podcast listeners brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. You can text in any point of the day as well. Cornbread Hemp, they're doing a, a 420 special. You know, 420, It's you know what that means, No, I don't. Justin. What does it mean? I'm just kidding. I know what it means. You know what it means. <laughs> You know what it means, buddy. I don't know why. Um, it, I don't know why it's that phrase, but yeah, I know it. They only have a very little, tiny, tiny, tiny legal amount of THC in their hemp, but even their 420 special, it's only 25 percent off, Justin. So you can still use that big X promo code and get the big savings and make big changes in your life by getting more sleep. I wouldn't have slept through the night without some cornbread hemp. I had a great night's sleep last night. I was very lucky to have one. And I can thank cornbread hemp for it. And your wife. You can as well. Aches and pains. They can make them a lot better. Remember to use that promo code, though, and get 30% off. I haven't seen a promo code bigger yet. (laughs) Sorry, La- I-, I was um, sound like just a laugh. thinking about the savings. Just think- <laughs> just thinking about the thinking about the savings. It was kind of like a half laugh, half cough, just because. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on their website, and they they've just they've got it all. They've got the tinctures. You you ever done the tinctures? I have no idea what that is. No clue. They're like little drops. They're little they're little drops. Mm. What are they good for? You take them like a, it's like a liquid form instead of like a gummy. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you just like some, drop it on your tongue. Some people perform. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, they have oils for pets. They have lotions. They have creams. It's just it goes on and on. It's just you. Any way that they can give you some CBD, they'll find a form to do it. I'm, I'm surprised they don't have just like they may. I wonder if they just have like, yeah, they probably do have some just like pills. They got it all. They've got it all. I'm very impressed by cornbread hemp. Check them out and check out the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. All right, we're gonna have EJ Clark on. Road to the Kentucky Derby continues. I admittedly am not a horse racing guy. But EJ Clark is. is. So we're going to have the right guy on to talk horse racing. And Justin, is he on now? Or he is he, not. Or, or no, I no, will call him right now. now. Okay. Sure. That sounds great. So we'll see how this goes. In the meantime, we'll read some text on the Thornton sex line. Perfect time filler. 502-414-1450. A texter says, 
This can't be true. The best QB of all time can't have the same amount of playoff wins as Blake Bortles since 2017. I wonder why they did 2017. Blake Bortles has been in the NFL longer than 2017. I wonder why they cut the number off right there. It's almost like it's convenient for that stat. And secondly, Rodgers has had buys. He's played in plenty of NFC. How many conference championship games have both of them played in, okay? I won't take it from Blake Bortles, damn it. No, but that's a cool stat. I don't I don't know what to do with it. It's irrelevant. 5024141450. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that that number is the same, but oh well. A texter says, Bobby Cook no longer paying KRC for ads forever. We'll love the legend, Bobby Cook. We just read what we're told to read, texter. That's it. And we do it with gusto. We do it with excitement. But I love Bobby Cook. Bobby Cook over off exit four. Four? Great facility. Haven't been there in a little bit, though. Is EJ Clark on? EJ's on. Okay, yeah. good. EJ Clark, how are you, buddy? This is <laughs> Nick Roush is on spring break, and it's just been four days of Scooter Dingus and myself, and it's, uh, we're getting a little loopy. We're getting a little loopy. Well, how a, are you? I'm great, TJ. Thanks for having me on this morning. And I heard what you said about not knowing that much about radio. We're uh, not radio, but the, the the horses in the Kentucky Derby. That but too. it is. It is. I don't know much about radio either. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're going to break it down very simply because it's the last three major Kentucky Derby preps of the 2022 championship series. So on the road to Derby 148, here we go from New York to California and back home here over in the bluegrass at Keeneland. Now, the weather is going to be a little iffy. It could be some snow showers, some rain. Tomorrow on opening day for the Ashland Stakes for the Phillies. And on Saturday, could be the same weather, but uh, it's Keeneland and it's springtime. So we're getting very close. We're four weeks out before the Kentucky Derby. And that means this weekend, it's going to be from Wood Memorial at the Big A Aqueduct in New York, Santa Anita out in California, the great race place for the grade one Santa Anita Derby and back to Keeneland for the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes, a race that's now been restored to a grade one event. So three big ones, 100 points, TJ, qualifying points to the winner of each of these final three major prep races. So, it's it, it's going to be an exciting weekend, and it's also the fifth and the final pool for the Kentucky Derby Future Wager, which will close early ahead of the three preps, TJ, and they're going to close at 4.30 Eastern time with the wagering on Saturday before those three preps will run. But if you want to just take a closer look at the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes, we can do that. So what do you think? Well, it all sounds like it's heating up, and you look at the, I think, what, the Derby is a month from today on the yep. on the dot, yep. if I'm not 
mistaken. And it doesn't feel right. I'm going to be making my first Keeneland appearance in a couple of years, which is far too long to go not going to Keeneland. Next Saturday, I won't be there this weekend. The weather for next Saturday does not look all that great, but it still looks a little bit better than this weekend. Um, not ideal. feel like we're getting cheated out of like beautiful spring days at Keeneland, but it does look pretty nasty this weekend. So how could that impact that race? Well, it, it will have some it depends on how much more rain we get. You know, it's been rainy and soggy all all week, and so that that will have an impact on uh, on, on some of these horses. Uh, a, a lot of them, as I look at the twelve horse field in the Toyota Bluegrass, have mainly had the the ability to uh, have either a good track or a fast track. So we'll we'll see who likes the slop. I know with their road. Uh, has run on the slop. Matter of fact, uh, he's he's one of the horses. He's trained by legendary Hall of Famer D. Wayne Lucas, second last time in the Rebel Stakes. And so he's coming in from Oaklawn Park. It's a great field. Smile Happy is the favorite at 9-5, to five, coming out of the Risen Star, running second to Epicenter, and that was his first start as a three-year-old. He won the Kentucky Jockey Club, which has proved to be a very key race on the road to the Derby, a very key two-year-old race last fall at Churchill Downs. And he's one of two in here for trainer Kenny McPhee, who has won the Bluegrass Stakes before. Uh, Smile Happy has drawn the outside, not the extreme outside. He's in post number 12, or number 10 of 12. And... uh, We'll see how he, he, he does with Corey Lannery on the outside. Rattling Row, his stable mate, is right next to him. Another horse to take a look at is a horse by the name of Zandon. And Zandon has, uh, in three races, never been off the board. Had a troubled, uh, slow start last time, running uh, third against Smile Happy and Epicenter. And by the way, well, going back to Epicenter, the Louisiana Derby winner, he is most likely the favorite, going to be the favorite for the Kentucky Derby. We'll see how they bet him this weekend in the future rate, uh, future wager. So it's uh, a couple of speed horses. Messier, uh, who won by 15 last time against Forbidden Kingdom. That's going to be an interesting duel in the Santa Anita Derby. And Morello likely to be the favorite in the Wood Memorial at aqueduct but there you go three very key races we'll see how they run well do you want to pick some winners roush is texting me and and wanting you to just brag about brad cox uh he thinks he's one of the hottest names in horse racing right now and i don't think he'd be wrong by that but well uh, he he's he he wants more brad cox to talk oh okay well of course let's start with the fact that brad cox is the reigning back-to-back outstanding Eclipse-winning trainer of the year. Okay, so uh, he has Zozos. And, of course, he just, uh, uh, who, who, who's part of the barn, but he also uh, has the winner of the Arkansas Derby. And so he's, he's in a, a, a really great position with Cyberknife, who probably right now is, is the horse that's had probably the most experience in the most races over Zozo's, who's a little bit more uh, lightly raced. But 
just a, a very impressive win. And he beat the Philly, who everybody, uh, the Wayne Lucas Philly, secret oath, who was the favorite in the Arkansas Derby. So when you look at what Brad Cox is, uh, last year he had Mandaloon, of course, essential quality was the two-year-old champion. So he had some front runners early. Now, this year, what's happened with Brad Cox is he's had a couple of horses come on strong at the end. And uh, here you go. So uh, he's uh, he's going to be a factor again. So uh, I know he wants to win the Derby and be able to have the celebration. That's one of the things that he said. He didn't doesn't want to talk too much about Mandaloon being uh, put up in the disqualification of Bedina Spirit, as we all know, who was disqualified for beta-methasone, a banned substance on race day. So that's part of the, it's going to be a very key story of this year's Kentucky Derby with Brad Cox. We're talking with EJ Clark. EJ, we'll get you out of here on this one, but it'll be a, a loaded question. One, how people can follow along when you're not on Kentucky Roll Call. Two, you got to pick some winners for this weekend. Tell people how they can make some money and and how you think it's going to unfold. And three, favorite concession item at Keeneland. And you can answer that in any order and any, any, you know, take as much time as as you need here. Oh, okay. I I didn't know I was going to have that much time. But first of all, let's start with the food. Does anybody have better burgoo especially on a cold day than keeneland mm. and um, that's, well that's another uh, another concession item uh well you know burgoos is probably my favorite item so i'll just leave it i'll, I'll just leave it at that so let's see some winners some i'm i'm looking at uh in the toyota bluegrass i'm looking at zandon Smile Happy, I think Smile Happy is doing great. And is there any any ups, upsetters in here? Uh, you might get a price on Ethereal Road. He, they they might overlook him a little bit, but um, a horse maybe coming out of the Santa Anita Derby with Tyler Gaffleyone, who won with with White Barrio, the Florida Derby last weekend. Mike Maker may have a horse that uh, might be a price. He he ran on a good track, and uh, uh, in the uh, Tampa Bay Derby, the the surface they had had some rain down there, so you might take a look at him. He's on the outside though, but uh, you might get a price on him. So I'm not getting past. I'm 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 taking the chalk. Smile happy, Kenny McPeak. I think he wins another. This horse has been. Uh, one of the favorites all season long, ever since the Kentucky Jockey Club. Again, a, a key race because Classic Causeway came out, won the Sam F. Davis, Tampa Bay Derby, White Barrio was third in the Kentucky Jockey Club, and most recently last week won the coveted Florida Derby. So I'm not getting past the favorite in here, but uh, Zandon from post position number four, is another horse to take a look at. Now, in the Wood Memorial, I keep coming back to Morello, who won the Gotham up there. He's only going a mile, so he stretches out to a mile and an eighth in there. But I really, I really think he he's a horse to to keep your eye on for sure. 
Early voting is the other horse. He's a, a horse that is trained also by Chad Brown, who has Zandon in the Toyota Bluegrass. So take a look at early voting. Messier and Forbidden Kingdom, those are the two horses, by the way, that are going to be battling in the Santa Anita Derby. I want to say one more thing about Aqueduct and in the Wood Memorial. Mo Donegal has been off since the Holy Bull, and that was back in February, early February. He ran third, and he has never been off the board in three starts for Todd Pletcher. Donegal Racing, he's drawn the rail. Number one, he's a Keeneland grad. And take a look at Mo Donegal. So uh, that's that's my three in there. Early voting, Morello and Mo Donegal. I'm trying to think of the other question. All right, EJ. Uh, where can people find other you? question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, where can people follow yeah, along our, when you're not on radio? Yeah our podcast and I appreciate that we are now back on we've rebuilt and it's totally all new our KentuckyWonderCircle.com website so you can get all our podcasts there or on the major platforms like Apple and Pandora and other platforms where you get your favorite podcast at so check us out it's the Kentucky Winter Circle it is KentuckyWonderCircle.com You'll find all our podcasts on the road to the Derby there, and we'll be recording another one for this weekend, this afternoon, over at Hatfield Media, and that should be up probably later on tonight. All right, EJ, looking forward to it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Nick Roush will be back, and we'll uh, hopefully get more winners next week. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank you, TJ. Everybody have a good weekend. All right. EJ Clark, Kentucky Winter Circle. And hopefully you wrote that down. I got them wrote if down. If not, you can go back, listen to the podcast, or listen to EJ's podcast that they'll be recording today and probably out tomorrow. Uh, should be good stuff. All right, we'll take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. When we return, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big Exports Radio. Call. TJ Walker and Jeff. In a baseball hat. Stands in the field with his ball and bat. Says, I am the greatest player of them all. Puts his bat on his shoulder and he tosses up his ball. And the ball goes up and the ball comes down. Swings his bat all the way around. The world's so still you can hear the sound. The baseball fall. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Joey, have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? Welcome back, one final segment. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Roll Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Go to Salsaritas today. Why not? I got it for lunch yesterday. I got a burrito. It was packed with flavor. So good. Chips, spicy salsa. Got the blue Powerade, obviously. Great experience. In and out. Never have ever had any issues with customer service there. They're always friendly. And then scanned, got points. 
save money because I have the Salsaritas app. You can do the same. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it's on Shelbyville Road. And St. Matthew's, it's off Hubbard's Lane. And both of them are great. Middletown has a drive through newly renovated in the St. Matthew's location. All right, let's get to this Thornton's text line. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. What are you, what, you, what are you laughing at? What, are you, what noise are you making? I'm not making any noise. You going crazy, well, you dude? You made a noise because I, I heard something. I said, let's do it. No, I heard I said, something. I very clearly said, let's oh, okay. do it. That's not what it sounded like in my ears, so <laughs> why don't you just chill out, buddy? Your ears are broke. You watching the Masters? No. No, not yet. That's good. You're on company. You're on. You're on company. You're yeah, on company I mean, time. I'm, you're not I'm, allowed to. I'm working here, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. A texter 502-414-1450 says, Giovanni should be in prison. Giovanni? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about this. I'm not sure why that would be, Justin. I don't either. Are you are you being facetious? Because I really don't know. I I don't. I mean, he besides him being a tool, a cow hater. I don't know what he did recently. He was talking about Ty Ty Washington's draft status, but I didn't think it was anything too egregious. If Ty Ty Washington turns into a good NBA player, though, uh, I'm sure in like five years he'll be like Cal. Nearly ruined him, but he bounced back from despair. And despite all the obstacles of playing in Cal Perry's offense, he defied the odds and became a good basketball player. So you'll probably have that take down the road. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't know what this is necessarily in regards to, or just a general take. Which, um, again, you know, he's he's a hater, but. We don't we we don't throw the haters and losers in, in prison just for being haters and losers. Prison seems harsh. Yeah, I, I agree. A texter says, read the DJ Wagner interview and a couple of questions. If he goes to Kentucky, how soon would you like him to make that commitment? Second question, are you less upset if he goes to Memphis and UK doesn't get him as a oh, this must have been a, a Rutherford. This must have been a Rutherford show text. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Oh, well, you would want DJ Wagner to commit as soon as possible. Yeah. And Justin, I want it to be on the record that I think DJ Wagner is awesome. I think he's really, really good. I don't think he's number one pick good. Are people saying that? Yeah, uh, yeah. People have been saying that for like a year and a half, two years, hmm. just like projecting his career. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the kid it too much. A, so. It seems a little. Yeah, you you've seen him more than I have for sure. Yeah, he's just he he doesn't like he's really a, a good basketball player, but he's not jaw dropping. His highlights aren't like John Wall where you're like, man, I don't know if you've seen somebody with that much speed and athleticism or where you got to think back to like the last time you saw somebody as good. He's one of the best guards in his class, but he's not one of the best guards in the last several classes, if that makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. A texter says, watch Fast Times at Richmond High. Great movie. 
I've seen it. Have you seen it, Jeff? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. It's been now. It's been I'm a long time. But... How long? It... I'm embarrassed how long it took me to watch it, but <laughs> uh, good movie. A texter on the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says these portal options are a little underwhelming so far. If a big name jumps in, especially at the guard or wing spot, Kentucky has to go all in. That's another thing, too, is like if you're going after Terrence Shannon, but then you're also looking at the Arkansas State guy, which we talked about in hour one. They're definitely, UK's definitely looking. You know, the one spot I don't know that we've seen them look at is the backcourt. Sure. Unless I'm, I guess they they reach out to the Reeves fella that we talked about. You know, it all runs together. I guess they did reach out to him. And then they reach out to Pinson. So I guess they have reached out to guards, but it doesn't seem like any guard talk has moved on past maybe just the initial he's heard from blah, blah, blah. Unless I'm not thinking of one. Maybe then I, you know, we've already, what we've talked about like eight names already today, nine Always. names, and I know I'm forgetting a few of them. Do you want to read any of these texts, Justin? You just want me to read this one. I will read. I will read this one. Texter says, "Are we getting McKenzie Mgabako or what? Feels like Duke or Memphis." I really didn't know that that text was next. <laughs> and secondly, you're welcome to read as many as you'd like. You just let me know which ones you just, I, I just read them if you want to. I just thought you wanted me to say the last name, and I, I will. I will anytime. No, Mg- I mean that, that's that's great. You helped us all out greatly. You helped me out greatly yesterday. <laughs> I'm appreciative for it, uh, but you and yeah, you can read it every time for for all I care. Uh, it sounds like he's going to Duke. Yeah, it stinks. I, I don't. Travis Branham at twenty four seven. He he thinks it's going to be Duke. I think he's broken all the news with this recruitment. So one plus one equals Duke, most likely or almost certainly. And I just don't get it. I don't get why Lively would want to go play for Shire. I don't. I don't. And you know the thing I hate the most is I sound like people did talking about UK from like 2010 to 2015 or 2016, where you just didn't get it, so you just had to assume cheating. But like this one, it really and I and again I know how I sound and I hate it. I hate that I sound this way. I wish I didn't sound this way. And I really want UK to get back to not to where this isn't the case, but it's. It's a first year. It's a first year. It'll be a second year by the time he plays. But how do you know? How do you know he's not going to just absolutely, completely stink? You don't. You don't know. So it sounds like Duke, though, and so that it's Duke's had UK's number. Hasn't been universal, but it's it's not good. The next two texters are clamoring for the dramatics. Let's talk about the Kyle Tucker, Aaron Torres Twitter beef. Well, we did a little bit in hour one. Or I at least described my perspective of it, or just kind of my understanding of how what went down, I should say. Another texter from Kirby says, take on the Torres Kyle Tucker beef. The nerd gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I tell you what, there's nothing that people don't love more than just a good old-fashioned 
sports media fight. Right. I guess really it's any media, but sports media especially. <laughs> Next texter says, Justin, if you don't play Shane O'Max, here comes the money for this. I'll report you to Dugan for insubordination. I feel like, TJ, I missed an opportunity. Not sure where I could have fit in. Here comes the money. Do you recall? Well, sounds like you're gonna get sounds like you're gonna get reported, buddy. Well, wouldn't be the first time. When was when was another time you were you were reported? I think that's this sounds like a good story. <laughs> I really wasn't, but it, it sounded like a great thing to say. So thanks for calling me out and making me look like a liar. I didn't say let's be honest, so uh, that, No, that's true. <laughs> you're, you're right about that. Did um so you okay? I, I mean, you said you've never been reported at your job. Uh, no job school. I think I think when I was in school, I got one in school suspension. But no, I've never gotten wrote up for insubordination. Never. Good for you, buddy. A texter says going to Keeneland on Saturday. Would love for you guys to meet your Northern Kentucky fans. All of us listen to the show and are huge fans. Go Cats! Well, I'll be at Keeneland the following Saturday. So may miss you. But if if you're going the following Saturday, then sure. I that that would be that would be great. The the more the merrier at Keeneland, I always say. <laughs> but I won't be there this Saturday. And it does stink for Keeneland, a place that's only really open two months out of the year, and they're doing okay financially, I know, but to have what looks like at least the first two weekends just be not, not great, Clark. This is the first weekend. Not great on the weather. Yes. Didn't know. I don't think they did it last weekend. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think they did. And they may be doing well. They, I, they, I guess they could maybe do. Go into May, maybe? Because the Derby's a late Derby. And it is crazy we're a month away. It yeah. doesn't really seem like that, does it? Exactly a month away, right? Isn't it the same? Because we may have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't seem that way because we have freaking snow tomorrow. Ugh. <sighs> Anyways, uh, the next texter says Thoughts on Bashir vetoing SH83. Justin, is, your thoughts on Bashir vetoing SH-83? What the hell is SH-83 are my thoughts? That's all I got. Oh, my gosh. Justin, come on, Is man. that the sports? I'm, I'm assuming I, that's I'll the sports feel, gambling one. No, Bashir oh. wouldn't veto that. I don't know exactly if this is what it is, but it, I saw it in the news yesterday that he had vetoed the 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 trans not allowing basically biological you had to play your sports and your biological sex gotcha you know the hot topic yeah. issue that really isn't impacting a ton of people right now right yep i'm on board you're on board with what with what you're saying I, i'm i'm with you now i i now oh, i know I thought you were given a take no 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 no. i am i am this is one topic that i am straying far away from i i'm not touching it Yeah, I, it's it's one that certainly makes people uncomfortable. Yes, very. 
And I think it makes people uncomfortable because people like to be nice and people don't want to be mean. Correct. And this one, there's there, there's really, there's no way you can't hurt somebody's feeling. And that and that is and that is unfortunate. But it's a yeah, it, it's it puts people in a pretzel. There's no doubt about that. Sure. Uh, if that's even the one, even if that's the, if that's the one that they're talking about, but that was just the one that I saw in the news yesterday. So that's what maybe I'm assuming. But uh, Justin would look it up for us. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. We're moving past it. <laughs> the Masters sucks, and so does their stupid app. Roll call says one texter. Well, I do. I mean, I guess the app is okay enough, but I just I don't want to have to use an app. I want to go to my television and turn it on. Like a normal person. And I don't want to have to pick a featured group or a, a hole. I want to, I just want to watch the, just want to watch the mass. I just want it to be like normal golf coverage, you know? Like, why is that so hard? And the answer is, it's not hard at all. And they could easily do it. It's got to pay more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, TJ. A texture says, where has Rick been? all week <laughs> he's on vacation rick's rick's out he's out i wish his name Dexter was Rick. says a south yeah calling people the wrong name like a close that you know that's just a that's a that's an ageless classic <laughs> go ahead it's dj a classic <laughs> all right dustin you watch it buddy <laughs> A texter says, a South End beach, the river is magnificent this time of year. Hmm? I don't get it. He's making fun of Roush. Mm. He's, he's saying Roush went to the, the Ohio River. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But he did go to like Gary, Indiana. So <laughs> it's not too far off from being the truth, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's not at Gary, Indiana this time, but no. he did go on a family beach vacation to Gary, Indiana. Let's not forget. <laughs> Just outside. A, a texter says, oh, it's uh, Kirby. Hey, Kirby. Best beach activity on flat beach, throwing football by a mile. Best beach activity on plush beach, music, beers, vibes, and maybe some boogie boarding. That's right. <laughs> Big time boogie boarder on my end. Uh, a few things because I'll be at the beach in like a month and I'm excited. I I'm, I'm sure I'll probably vent about it on the radio show. This is what else, what else to do in summer radio than just to, to, to vent, but I'm very, actually, I, it's going to be a great time. First off, I just have to say the ocean sucks. It's not fun. A body of water that you have to worry about getting eaten or stung or pulled out to sea, just not ideal. I still will get in it and will enjoy it, but lakes are so much better for what it's worth. Secondly, best beach activity on a flat beach, four square. It's a huge hit. It's a lot of fun, and it makes you kind of feel less guilty for drinking beers all day because you're moving, but it's not enough movement where everybody can do it because you're literally just moving within like a – four foot square. So uh, that's the best beach activity, but I do agree throwing a football, always a great time. And then I generally don't do this cause I don't have anybody to do it with throwing. And I don't, and I stunk at baseball as a kid, but throwing a baseball, a lot of fun. 
I saw a video yesterday of these guys playing. On, it was a flat beach, so like Kirby's talking about, but they had set up two golf holes, and they drew like a circle around it, and it was basically like cornhole. If you made the putt, it was three points. If you got it inside the circle, it was zero, or it was one point. I thought that was pretty cool. Seems I've fun. seen some stuff like that, or people make some miniature like golf courses on beaches. I, I've always been super impressed by that. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome game. I'd be in on that. Yeah. I'll be doing it next time I'm at the beach. A texter, a texter says, it would be fun to see if Kyle has more people blocked or followers. I mean, he has 64,000 followers, but I wouldn't put it past him to have close to that same number blocked. It's a lot of work. I'm not a blocker just because I think that there's people that get some satisfaction out of out of it, and I think a mute just works better because it, then you don't see it. So who who really cares? But if people do want to block people, I'm I, that's whatever. I'm fine with that as well. You got to have your own social media experiences. Um, I personally find it kind of silly the people that brag about blocking people. I just because I just think it's kind of I just think personally it's a little goofy, mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, if people want to block people, that's fine. If people don't, that's also cool. Just be nice to people most of the time. Majority of the time. Why can Dustin hear TJ immediately, but there's a delay before TJ talks after Dustin says something? <laughs> Not complaining, just wondering. Good show. Man, I wish my name was Dustin. So much better than Justin. I felt like the issue was I would finish talking and there'd be a delay before you would start talking. We think we have fixed this or made it up. Well, that, that, was, better, that was our issue. Yeah. And then I switched and now it seems like, yeah, there's a little bit of delay before you hear me. It's not bad, just a little bit. Oh, okay. So now we're back to the other side of it. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> we should be in studio tomorrow. Yep. John here. Good baseball morning to all. Yeah, Justin, you're not being so subtle on the baseball music. You really want us to talk opening day, huh? I, I'm, It's opening day, man. I'm, I'm playing baseball music today, whether you like it or not. Last one will Wasn't be your favorite. There a game yesterday, though? Not MLB. No. Today is opening day. So there were not there was not a baseball game yesterday. To my knowledge, no. But if there was, I'm still playing baseball music today, so suck it. Okay. All right. There you're you are you are correct. I know like today is opening day, but sometimes they do that like one night game before, but um okay. There, you're well, right. No, I you're know. right. There was a game yesterday, but it was spring training. So Oh that's kind of weird. They go Literally right up to the next day. Well, they had the lockout, so everything's all thrown off this year, time-wise. Yeah, no, but even with like the, I figured you'd be like, all right, we're not going to do spring baseball a day or two before our first real game. We'll take a couple days off just to to rest up for the long grind of the MLB season. But well, yeah, whatever. And, and uh, all, okay, well, and I all, know the Red Sox. In all fairness, the teams that played yesterday do not play today. Gotcha. Okay. 
Uh, all right, John continues. Gosh darn it, TJ, we have to wait another day because of pesky rain. Okay, Ty Ty is gone. Oscar seems like he's gone. Seems like we're missing out on key players, and it almost feels like we're starting just to grab whatever we can and see if it will work from the transfer portal and what's left in the high school rankings. Am I wrong or feel am I wrong for feeling like this? Yeah, 100 percent But they haven't taken one person. So how do you feel like they're just going out and grabbing whatever they can? They haven't grabbed or taken one thing. So, yes. Also, John, I saw that you had a video that DQ dipped your cone wrong. I haven't <laughs> had time to watch it yet, but how do they do that? That sounds interesting. Uh, a text, or you go on to continue. I know I just need to give the staff more time. I'm just a little anxious and nervous. Hey, I'm a week out from being very, very confused. Um, I'm already confused, but uh, I'm with you, but you got to give it time. This UK has gotten really good players very late before. Um, and it's more just I, I I'm my more head scratcher is just within the team not hearing things because then at least once you know who's gone you know what you need to replace and then you can understand why they're going in for some player or why they're not but right now we just don't really know on either side so it makes it more it makes it trickier but we'll figure it out hey KRC crew if you had a panic meter for next season on a scale of one to ten Where's your meter right now? Mine's probably at a three. We'll got to go talk to you later. You're at a three right now, and you just sent that long of a text, John, about being all that nervous. That's concerning <laughs> if you get to like an eight or a nine or something like that. I'm at a one on the panic meter. Same. Way too early in the game to be panicking. Yeah, same. I'm confused. Make no mistake about it, but I'm not panicked. I'd be panicked if it was like late. No, I could even get into June before I'd be super panicked. But May, yeah, May I'd start really getting maybe nervous. Anyways, those are just all words. Oscar's coming back because he knows his offensive game is limited. He's a man among boys right now, but it won't be that way at the next level. Great point. Yeah. But can he really show that much in one year? And then at that point, he's a year older, so that takes a little bit away from his draft promise, if you will. Texter says, Scoots McGee coming up in the Blonde Ambition Tour. That's, That's right. That's a good text. Come on. <laughs> a texter says, here you go, dingus, and it looks like it's some lemon fresh hair lightener. Yeah, I've I've seen all that stuff. I don't do any of that. I'm, I'm all natural. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm not putting anything in my hair for it. You never, I, I remember the lemon drops as kids, people putting it in their hair. Yeah, I never did that. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, my hair was damn near white. So I, I didn't never have to do that. Yeah, I, I never really got in the dyeing your hair blonde craze, but that was during, you know, we grew up during the boy band era and it was very popular. Yeah. I'm not, I think my brother or sister, I'm sure at some point did it to like my hair or like drop stuff in my hair, but it never, I don't think it ever really took. Hmm. I never had blonde hair. A texture says big blue. And now, you know, I'm just lucky to have whatever hair I've got. <laughs> big blue drew here, dollar in the jar. As someone who knows next to nothing about golf, I was still preparing to go in on Justin for his par three take. But after finding out I'm his favorite follow on Twitter, that's all changed. My guy is sure to smoke Arnold Palmer in his prime any course, any day from Augusta to Cherokee Park. Looking forward to hanging out tomorrow on a Friday. Arnold Palmer, isn't he like 100 years old? I would Drew. definitely beat him. 
you're out of your mind. Um, <laughs> Big Blue Drew will be in the house tomorrow. It'll be Woo-hoo! a good time. Be fun. Send your text in for Big Blue Drew. A texter says, I'm so pumped for EJ Clark today. That dude is the best, and he won me a ton of money at the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Wow. There you go. I love it. EJ's a great guy. Just because I don't follow just because I don't follow the horse racing and have really no idea for the most part uh what him and Roush generally are talking about. I do trust EJ to win me some money. And I promise you, when I am at the track, I'll be I'll be listening to his podcast, getting some some advice. I just don't generally just watch horse race. Like I if it's on, I'll watch it and maybe bet it, but I don't go out of my way to do it. A texture says, I thought the horse racing guy was an April Fool's joke. Nope. It's real. Boo. Yeah. Yes, it's not even real Burgo. Go to Owensboro and get real Burgo. Terrible take, EJ. Come on, man. It's Burgoo. And what that I don't even know what Burgoo is, for being honest. It is Burgoo, and I was, I was being silly. Hmm. I do get wrong all the time, though, but I've since made a mental block not to. Um, it's like a chili. Kind of, I mean, just think of like a a heart, a, a chili for the most part. Okay. Got it. It's a, it's a, hard, it's a very hearty chili. Good to know. Now I know. It's delicious, though. Really good. I love that TJ was paying zero attention to EJ because the Masters was starting right as he was talking. Uh, hardy har har, not true. Uh, I was was the Masters on maybe, but it's only you can only watch on the freaking driving range right now, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe that's not the case. Uh, they're starting now. Oh, they got a my group now. It's starting now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's maybe already started. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I think it started at 830. But it's so dumb. It should just be every shot all you want. This- a texter says the best beach activity is digging a hole by far. <laughs> that's such a, a good, good text. hole dig is a good time. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say that that's the best by far. It's up there. It's it's underrated and it's up there for sure. <laughs> The Masters must be on Justin sleeping on the text line. What? Burgoo I... is three meat stew and is delicious. Yeah. It's got more meats than just a chili. Chili generally just you'll do your your lone meat, whatever that may be. Beef, ground beef, turkey. But they use more meats. I don't even ask what's in them. I just generally eat them, and they're hot, and they're good. And EJ's right. Like on a chilly day... Oh, it's it it go it it fuels your soul. Hmm. Sounds good. A texter says, "Good idea, good idea, Rick. Brad has been killing it. Brad Cox, they'll be chanting after the big win." <laughs> <sighs> texter says, "KRC curse. Check the Kyle Tucker tweet." Uh oh, what's the Kyle, Kyle Tucker, Tucker tweet? tweet. Are you blocked? Do I need to look at it? Took a long while for roster movement to start, but we should see another domino tip over today for Kentucky. No, it isn't Oscar or Shaden. 
In other words, not our make or break decision, but the Caps are going to be getting more serious in portal pursuits now. All right, so Bryce Hopkins, see you later. Seems like it. A surprise would be Wheeler, but I don't think impossible. I don't think impossible. But if I'm a betting man, it's going to be Hopkins. And I'm I'm not going to, like, you know, it's it, this has been, people have been talking about this for a little while. And then he had that big game and people thought, all right, maybe, maybe something can change. But then he didn't get much playing time after that. And maybe that is Cal's fault. But he's going to be a good player if it is him. And whoever ends up, and it could be L potentially. He was committed to L at one point. I would, I would say Illinois would certainly be a player for him where he could be a really key piece on a good team and a good conference. But that would be my guess. But, you know, who knows? I wouldn't want it to be Toppin either. You know, I've talked a lot about Toppin. I, I, but I think it's going to be Hopkins. And we've kind of made peace with that because it hasn't been a surprise. But may, that, that's my guess who it is. So we shall see. And we will have Big Blue Drew on tomorrow to talk about it. Yeah. I think that's the uh, the text that he was – the tweet that he was referring to. Uh, so that will be a good time. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts into the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Friday. Touching me. Touching me.